What is the secret to good business? Can it really be broken down to one thing? And once you know it, what do you do next? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach over at choosetohaveitall.com, where I work with online business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs to help them live their best lives and run their best businesses. And I've talked to you about my hopes and my wishes for this show. And at its best and at its core, I want it to be mindset in real time. I want it to be a mini mindset lab where we practice and talk about things things in the moment so we see how they play out in regular everyday life. And I've shared with you about my journey moving cross country with my husband and all of the different changes and transitions we've had to make in the process. And I've gotten a lot of fantastic mindset lessons out of the process when I'm willing to learn them, right? Because in these times of frustration and times of trial and tribulation, it's so easy just to start complaining or to get stuck in fear or to feel inept or incapable. Um, And I've had all those feels in this process. But this weekend, I learned a lesson in good business. And I wanted to share it with you because I think one of the things that happens, so many business owners come to me and say, What if nobody buys? Or what if somebody buys and they want their money back? What happens if I fail? What happens if people don't like what I have to offer? What happens if I have an unhappy consumer or client? And I think what happens in those moments is people freeze and they get stuck because they're trying so hard to avoid the moment of client dissatisfaction so they don't move. I actually think that the best course of action, the best way to do business, the best way to avoid dissatisfied customers is with clear, proactive communication. I learned it firsthand this weekend, and I'm going to share with you the lesson on the other side of this break. Tune in. So in order to teach you the lesson, I have to tell you the story. This is how it went down. We're in the process of selling our condo and we're working with a real estate agent who really did a bang up job and a killer presentation to my husband and I about why she was the best person to sell our condo. She talked about her history with the building, how she's previously broken sale records, how we could get a 50% return on our investment, the steps we would need to take, the connections she had, the knowledge she had, et cetera, et cetera. We're going back maybe about a month or so, five weeks or so ago. She really sold us on the idea that she was the best person for the job. We've had some hiccups along the way with the work people who've been servicing our unit and things that have gone wrong. And every single time I've come to her, she's always had a plan and has been on top of it. At last time before this weekend, the last time we had checked in, she had let me know that the rugs were going to be replaced and then she was going to be in accessorizing the place, taking photos, doing the staging, etc., etc. I went to the unit on Saturday, in all transparency, not to check up on her to do laundry (laughs) because I live in an extended stay and hey, I still have free laundry. I just have to drive it back to my old house. So I drove it back to the old house and I walked into my unit 
and all of my furniture that we had left behind for the stagers to, you know, to get the place ready to sell was in my living area. And the bedrooms were completely empty. The carpets had, you know, thankfully been replaced, but it did not look at all ready to sell. The bed was up on its end in the living room and nothing was in its place and things had been taken out of their place and it looked like it was in complete disarray. So I had a reaction to that. And I think the first step and the first lesson I want to share with you is when you're worried that you don't have all the information or you're worried that you might have been screwed over or you're worried that somebody isn't delivering on the product or service that they said they would. Rather than be reactive, the lesson I want you to learn from my example is how to be curious because that's step one. So typically in these types of conversations, when I'm teaching mindset, I encourage people to have one-on-one -on -one personal conversations. I ask them to actually pick up the phone. Our realtor had let us know that she does better with text messages as a form of communication because she's often with clients, she's showing other properties, she's sometimes with her family, that she needs the freedom that comes with text messaging. And that if we're ever in an emergency or we predetermine it, like she could hop on a call, but her like preference for communication was through text. So that's why I texted her. I just kind of like anybody who knows me and is listening is like, what? You texted her this hard conversation? So this is the way to have the hard conversation is you want to start with just clarification and curiosity rather than an attack. So I addressed her in the text message and I said, hey, I just came to the unit. I find myself confused and surprised. I thought we were going to have the place ready to sell. Nothing seems to be in its place. We don't seem ready for our deadline that we had walked through. And I'm curious about it. And as soon as she got the text message, within seconds, she replied to me and she's like, oh my God, you're absolutely right. On Wednesday, I went in to look at the unit and I realized that the handyman never returned the furniture to its proper place after replacing the carpets. And I was by myself. I couldn't lift it all. I've made plans with my husband for him to come to the unit this weekend. We're going to arrange everything and then we'll accessorize it on Monday and we'll be doing photos on Monday and we should be on the market by Wednesday. And I had such a reaction because I'd already chased her. I'd already asked for follow-up and she had the answer. So I was in that place of like, gosh, I kind of feel like an ass now. And my need got met and nothing was awry. Did I really need to start that somewhat confrontational, hard conversation? I did because I didn't know that there was a plan and I wasn't going to leave assuming there was. I needed to double check and I did and she returned with a plan and this is what happened next. Stay tuned. So of course I was going to second guess and doubt myself. And I asked and I got my answer and then I was left holding the ball. I spent some time thinking about what was I really upset about and what was I really reacting to? And what I was reacting to is this idea that she had the plan all along. She had the answer. There was no part of me that thought she just came up with the answer because I had asked the question. It was so clear in her communication and response to me that she was on top of it.
And what I realized in that moment is that I needed proactive communication. My husband and I are not staying at the unit. There was no way for us to know that she had been there on Wednesday, that she had tried to do the project, that she needed more help, we, and that she then in turn arranged it and problem solved it and figured it out. I just didn't know any of that. So on the outside looking in, it looked like somebody had dropped a ball. I was thinking about how I wanted to respond to her. And if you're feeling like you're in a moment where you want to give somebody feedback and you're not sure how to do it, I reached out to one of my biz besties, Jess Lorimer. She's the uh, uh, she's the host rather of the Smart Leader Cell podcast, and she mentors me a lot on business. I think we mentor each other often, actually. But in any case, I ran it by her and I said this strange thing happened, and I'm having a reaction. It's not as though a need didn't get met. She was clearly on top of it. I didn't know, and it just felt like more stress than it needed to be. And I was wondering what you thought. And together we came up with this idea of proactive communication. And she had sort of suggested to me that perhaps my realtor needs to know how I most comfortably move through the world to say, hey, we're in business together and we're doing this deal right now. And it would help me out if you could please tell me ahead of time as decisions get made, as information gets brought, as we get new, um, you know, further down the pipeline of the job. If you could tell me ahead of time, it would really help me in how I, you know, understand and process the events. Before I could even have that conversation with my realtor, she wrote me an update and she gave me 10 more details and she opened the door for that conversation without me having to restart it. But I do think sometimes good business is going to mean starting that hard conversation. And that's why I wanted to walk you through the process of how do you do that? So she opened the door and I walked right through it and I said, Hey, thank you so much for all of these details. This really helps. I've been thinking about our exchange this morning and I was feeling bad because I had to chase you and I should never have had to chase you and you shouldn't have had to be in the position of being chased because you were clearly on top of it. I just didn't know. In the future, if you could let me know as things are happening, what's going on, anything I might need to know, and if there's going to be a delay when we can expect to be on back on track, that would be really helpful. I think sometimes we avoid these hard conversations because it feels so darn awkward. And I have to tell you, I am known as the boundary queen. I set boundaries left and right. And I felt like, oh God, what is this woman going to think of me? And she must like be so excited to be done with this sale so she can be done with me. And all of these stories I immediately created, all of which had it had me in the starring role as the difficult client, which people who know me know that I'm not a difficult client. People usually find me easy to work with. But without that proactive communication, I wasn't set up for success to be my best version of myself. So I had to start with curiosity and get clarification before an attack. And I'm so glad I didn't attack, right? Can you see how that would have gone horribly wrong? Because she had all the answers. But I was open to her answers. I took some time to process them. And then I decided what I wanted and needed to have happen next. Personal development 
starts with self-awareness. So does good business. When we know what we need to move through the world and we take the time to communicate it, we set ourselves up for success and we set our service providers up for success. Going forward, when my husband and I get to the other side of the country and we're hiring a new realtor and we're hiring an architect and we're working with the various vendors, we know now to say, hey, we appreciate proactive communication. I haven't done a lot of jobs like these in my life, so I didn't necessarily know that I needed that, but I'm learning that I do. So going forward, I'll say that. Now, how does this help you as a business owner and a business provider and a service provider? Because who doesn't benefit from proactive communication? So many times people make bad decisions when they've made a mistake and it's not the mistake that's the worst thing to have happened. It's how they handle the mistake. So if you know you're going to be late on a deadline, if you know there's a deliverable that you're not going to be able to um, execute in the way that you promised, if you know something has gone awry, or if you know things are going perfectly on track and all systems are go, if you haven't touched base with your client in whatever reasonable amount of time is for you, for some people it's going to be once a day, sometimes it's not going to be that often, it's going to be every couple of days or once a week, but whatever you determine makes sense for you and your client, make sure that you proactively communicate. If you're offering a service, let them know when they can expect it due by, let them know how you move and operate through the world so they're not left guessing. My realtor, for example, said, hey, I rely heavily on text messaging. Please text me. So I knew that about her, and that's how I set that conversation up for success. If I had called her and gone against the way that she prefers to communicate, it probably would have started the conversation with more of a confrontation because she had been so crystal clear in how she likes to be reached and prefers to be contacted. That's what we want to know. How do our clients and consumers want to hear from us? What is the information they want to hear from us? How often do they want to hear from us? And are they on a need-to-know basis? If you learn what sets your client up for success to receive your goods and services, you are going to increase the likelihood of a positive customer service experience for them. If you're so afraid of the conversation of, I'm not going to make the deadline, I made a mistake, there was a spill, there was an accident, I lost your data, I have to ask these questions again, all of the things that happen that make us kind of panic and freeze and feel inept, we set ourselves up for massive failure in those moments. Because most clients and most consumers, if they are met with good, positive, transparent, proactive communication, they're going to be on your side because they're going to be able to tell that you're on theirs. But when you become avoidant, when you start to dodge, when you don't say the whole truth because you're afraid of the flip out of the client or you're afraid of the acting out moment, that's what sets you up for failure. That's what sets you up for a negative consumer experience with customer service. And that is so much harder to fight and overcome. Part of what you need to do and get yourself prepared for in order to do this well and in order to do it effectively is you have to armor up. 
And I don't mean by getting guarded and defended. I mean by knowing the words you're going to say and the response you're going to have when someone really does go off the rails with their feedback. There is a way to respond to that, and I've got your back. In these situations, when a client goes off the rails and starts complaining, making a lot of noise, threatening, posturing, grand gesturing, fill in the blank there, you need to know what your response is going to be. And a lot of times, the customer is always right. It's going to be the way you want to go. The first thing I encourage you to do when someone is losing their mind on you is simply to listen. It is the hardest thing to do. It really is because people are ridiculous and they're irrational and they have absurdly high expectations and they get ridiculous when they feel like their needs aren't met. And that is a reality and a cost of doing business that you signed on for when you decided to be a business owner. But you can manage it. And you start with listening and validating. The hardest part of that conversation is going to be listening and validating, hearing what they had to say, hearing what their experience is. Once you do that, reflect back what you've heard. I heard that you thought I was going to do this. I understand you expected that. You're feeling disappointed because you didn't receive this, or you're upset because that didn't happen. Fill in the blanks. Just repeat back what you heard your client or consumer say. Let them know that you're invested in trying to find a mutually beneficial resolution to the problem. To say, I'm on your side, I want you to leave happy, I wanna to try to work this out. Then tell them what you want them to think. It's unfortunate that this happened and had been my intention that, speak to your good intention, speak to your plan, speak to the things that you had hoped for and how you had thought things might work out, then lead with the obstacles you faced. I didn't expect X to happen, we got caught off guard by Y, and I know that none of this makes it any easier for you to bear your dissatisfaction, your discouragement, or the delay in products or services. Going forward, this is my plan. And then be clear with what the plan is going to be. So often people go off the rails on you because they think they're going to lose money, that they're never going to get the service you promised, that they made a bad investment in you. They start to doubt and second guess themselves. And then they project all of that onto you and expect you to hold and manage it. But if you tell them, yes, this was an F up and yes, this is my plan for how to fix it. They start to breathe easier. Once you go over the plan, ask them if they have any questions or concerns about it, and then review for them the plan going forward on how they're going to be kept in the loop, how the communication is going to happen, and the information they need to know to feel like they're included, informed, and on top of it as well. There are going to be some clients and some consumers 
that you simply can never please. That is the cost of doing business. I hope that you have minimal interactions like that and that you can leave those discussions relatively unscathed, but they are going to happen, so prepare for them. But mostly have a plan for when it all goes wrong so you know how to communicate it, you know how to talk about it, and you know what needs to happen next. And when you speak with confidence, when you speak as the boss of your business, as someone who's knowledgeable of what they need, why they need it, and how you're going to help, everything gets easier. But when you panic and you stop talking, or you start twisting the truth, changing the facts, dodging and avoiding, people sense that like white on rice, and they're all over you. So put your big boy or girl pants on, put your boss pants on, have the hard conversation, and set yourself and your business up for success. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed talking to you. I hope this real-time mindset lesson worked for you, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.